Hello again, and thank you for listening to Try Love. Uh, just a note, Wanda, the movie we're talking about in today's episode, takes a harsh but realistic look at how men treat women, particularly in America. You should know that we talk in some depth about the physical, verbal, emotional, and attempted sexual abuse it portrays of its main character. Now, on with the episode. Hello, I'm John Waters, and I'm supposed to announce there is no smoking in this theater, which I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my life. How can anyone sit through a length of a film, especially a European film, and not have a cigarette? But don't you wish you had one right now? Mm, 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 mm. And I'm telling you, smoke anyway. It gives ushers jobs. And if people didn't smoke, there would be no employment for the youth of today. So once again, no smoking in this theater. Uh, yeah, yes. thank you. Thank you. For, first off, thank you for listening to Try Love. I'm Jason. I'm Harry. John Mackin. And I am Aaron, another uh, guesting another for a special, special time. guest. Hot uh, record. Yeah. <laughs> we had sort of row. like a thing going there, Jason. We were going to say our John, I'm, and first name, but if you want to just go ahead and whip out your full My name is Aaron, Christian name. Aaron Michael Grossman, my security, uh, social security number, uh, address. Is your middle name really Michael? Yeah, what that, that's yeah. not weird. No, it's not that's weird. Not that's not nice. Hey, what is the hey, hey is your middle name hey, middle name retake, really Michael? Let's retake this, but everybody say their middle name. Uh thank you for listening to Try Love. I'm Todd. I'm Kelly. Patrick. I'm Michael. And you're Again, listening you to Try Love. You didn't do the thing right. You were <laughs> you were I'm supposed to say I'm the and you still but Fuck, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not Asking somebody to say their middle name is like a weirdly hostile thing. Like a lot of people will be like, "No, fuck you, but, dude! Don't but, make but me do true. that. I know you, I'll fuck you up." I knew you'd do it because it's on mic, and nobody nobody says no to anything on mic. Wow, it's like that that's one true. experiment. Social security number, right now. Go. Uh, <laughs> go. Uh, I, does it start with. No, it does. Oh, that's good. Those yeah. are the parts you're not supposed to say. The last four are the parts that's <laughs> yeah. fine, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll figure three more of those out. I might have to move over a little bit. Sorry, I'm just trying to get this equal. Okay. So. This time we're talking about Wanda, 1970 film, uh, written, directed, and starring... Starring Barbara Loden. Sorry, of Barbara Loden fame. Triple threat. Three Auteur. different... Uh, yeah. Uh, wife of Ela Kazan, right? Yeah, that's right. But also an uh, accomplished filmmaker and actress in her own uh, right, Yeah, I uh, this was, was this her only directorial only. film? I believe, I believe so, so yes. she, had an, uh, she died early of breast cancer, unfortunately, uh, some, uh, in her mid-40s, 46 or 48, uh, sorry. No, I cut you off. But she made some educational films after Wanda, like short films that were meant for s- schools. Something about of uh, like anti-vandalism. Oh, really? Yeah. But uh, I heard that her style from Wanda was very. Uh, you could uh, you could see her style still in those educational. Films. Sure. So yeah, it was. Before we get into Wanda, um, it is like one of the most. Uh, or before we get into like the plot details, it is one of the more. Um, Iconic in American indie movies of that time, which is the seventies, right? Nineteen seventy yeah. is when this came out. Yeah, yeah. which okay. is an early indie movie, right? Yeah, sort yeah. of for for the style that, like now nowadays in um, 
since like the maybe the early 2000s or the 90s mm. what with uh what's his name from clerks kevin smith kevin smith yeah what, what's his oh, name what's his name? what's his name from uh red state <laughs> <laughs> from uh catch and release tusk? yeah no. uh never saw tusk yeah, don't it's fine from that <laughs> one tweet about his wife and his dick oh god <laughs> the, never the messy brown his... spot yeah that's, oh, one, of, dude. that's oh. one of the worst oh. tweets of all time I, I do not like kevin smith we're talking about kevin smith now actually on this podcast this is a kevin smith cast um jim jarmusch I think is very notable in the American indie scene. So if we were talking but, about 90s. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that all all of that was to say that like movies like Wanda yeah. are now much more common than they were. Yeah. But Wanda was sort of a progenitor mm-hmm. where this was shot on a shoestring $100,000 budget with a crew of four people. It was edited in Barbara Loden's house. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was shot on location. That, it was originally um, going to be shot in the south I think but production costs were too high right and it was too far from the like where they were going to be editing it so they shot it like on like you said on location in Pennsylvania there was, was it yeah. a four person crew I heard yep four it's person crazy. crew um, I mean, it's, Barbara it's, Lone and Michael Higgins were the only professional actors on yeah. set all of the other extras were not professional actors who's I don't that, know who they were uh, Barbara Loden herself, the writer, oh, director. Really? Yeah, I did not know what? that. What? I did not know that. Dude, we just went on the whole thing about. I just read the fucking Wikipedia, dude. Starring. I don't listen to what you guys say. I listen yeah, to what fair. I say. Uh, and you didn't sure. watch the trailer either, or the no. part at the beginning of the movie where it says <laughs> written, directed, over. and starring. But I'll leave the room. <laughs> yeah, John's I'm going to before these podcasts. Just going to edit the Wikipedia to say some dumb shit. You guys are going to come in like, yeah, Star Wars directed by, I don't know, Barbara Loden. Yeah. Um, I would watch Barbara Loden's Star Wars. That sounds great. I'd like it, but I'd watch it. Uh, She was also... um, Okay, I'll turn this off. Christ. She she was also... You think you told me this known as the female Cassavetes? Uh, Some people have said that on Wikipedia. Cinema Verite. (laughs) I could see... (laughs) From the trailer, I could see it very Cassavetes looking um, after seeing the movie. Sure, it's low budget and indie, but it doesn't explore what Cassavetes does with actors. Interesting. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it, that's a fair comparison, yeah. though. They, I think that they're striving for similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks like that kind of movie. Cassavetes yeah. adjacent. Mm-hmm. So, so the movie is about uh, Wanda Gorleski or something. Garonsky. Garonsky, mm-hmm. who is uh, a woman who is at the very beginning of the movie separated from her husband. Um, Living with her sister, I think, is the plot there. Her sister or her mother? I can't one, remember. I think it's her sister. Yeah, um, I believe I in the credits is credited as her yeah, sister. I think you're yeah, right. that's right. And her Sorry. husband wants to divorce her on grounds of her just being sort of an absent, negligent wife. Um, they have two children. And from that point, she just kind of finds herself adrift in life. She doesn't have a permanent address. She doesn't have anybody to really take up. She doesn't with. have a job. She doesn't really have much of a life. She doesn't go back to her family for some reason. Is there ever, ever established why she doesn't just keep living with her family? Is she just like... I mean, in the it's, it's. I think you know. Th- this is a, a story about a woman kind of having this this crisis um, going on, and I think you know it's it's hinted at at the beginning at least that she just kind of doesn't want to impose upon her family. Um, I mean, there is that shot at the beginning, uh, scene at the beginning that reminded me a lot of a racer head, and that there is this baby just crying, just, eh, eh, for like it's a, five it's minutes. It's a really straight. good tense scene. It's really good. It's really tense, and she's lying on the couch, heartbreaking, just, just trying to yeah cover up her ears. Um, and she said, you know, hey, it's crying because I'm here, right? And then she leaves. Yeah, and, and, kind of and um, Wanda struggles throughout the movie with, like, pretty intense self-loathing. It's implied and depression. Um, 
she wears hair curlers throughout early on, which is kind of a symbol of her He's sort of like looking as, as uh, what's his name, Dennis, Norman Mr. Dennis. Dennis later says. Anyway, um, that shot. So we're talking about the beginning. That shot where she's walking across the dirt piles is an incredible shot. And I'm just for, I have a coal piles. Where, yeah. Yeah, coal piles. I have a thing for just long takes of people walking. I don't know uh-huh. why. Like the it's an opposite thing to Jason. We talked about this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the theater, when she was walking, I leaned over to John and said, oh, Jason's going to love this. <laughs> is this I... movie Eraserhead? That also <laughs> happens in Eraserhead. Think is about it. Is it Mabarossi? Because that happened Mabarossi, it looked just like that. Which I really liked, Mabarossi. Yeah. It's, the best, it's just the best point. movie. And I think no what, other movie has ever built to that point where yeah. you can just watch somebody crawling across coal for 20 minutes and think, and it's it's her head, though. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, her wardrobe. Like, They're the both contrast. set in highly industrialized areas. Yeah. And those industrialized I, I areas are a good are, amount of similarities uh, yeah, between I those. Know, like I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> when was Eraserhead? <laughs> Eraser head? 70. Hey, dude. Like I was just. Anyway. But you know, you're right though. Um, I will not bring up a racer no, head for the rest of this. Please okay, do. I will bring I up a racer head he for will the rest of this oh, podcast. Yeah. Right now, uh, we are <laughs> we are just at the outset. She's um, she finds herself adrift. She's middle, just like going with the flow. And yeah, she. she runs uh, I'm sorry. Um, go ahead. During the divorce proceeding, she just says to the judge. You know, if if my husband wants a divorce, give it to him. My kids will be better off without me, she says to the judge, and the judge is, like, really shitty and condescending about it. Um, She's wearing her hair curler. She shows up late. Um, Her husband is sort of, like, exasperated and just doesn't want anything to do with her. The kids are sort of crying and uh, just running around, but the kids aren't really a presence in this. She never interacts with them. No, they're visible in the background. Yeah. Are they visible in the background? Yeah, because his new lady is holding them, I believe. Oh, yes, right, yes. His, his new uh, wife-to-be. I, I think it's important to note that this is is not a movie about a woman kind of who's doing fine and then hits the breaking point. This mm-hmm. is about a woman who starts off that's well past point. the breaking that's, point. That's what threw me off about and the beginning of the movie. She doesn't get out of it. Because right? you, no. you don't have, like, with a lot of movies where there's, like, the subject is a broken person, a broken woman, broken man, whatever. It's like you see them when they weren't broken, so then the tragedy is that sure. they are now broken. there's an but, arc. But you start here where she's slumming on her sister's couch. She feels like a burden to everybody around her, and her husband wants a divorce. And she's, like, just flattened enough that she just says give it to him she doesn't put up a fight so you don't really ever see her at her high point right no i mean there, there's, as far as she ever had one right yeah and there, there's one or two moments throughout the movie where she is elevated maybe a little bit she appears happy um, she appears happy at or at least a little maybe carefree at times yeah um, well i mean the striking thing this i don't know i don't want to maybe get into my whole bit do it but uh do it like the striking thing to me about this movie and what makes it sort of unique is the like complete lack of interiority um, that we have with Wanda. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, I bring this movie up too much, but the beginning of Paris, Texas, when Travis just walks out of the Mexican desert, um, mm-hmm. like seemingly he like materializes. And for for a good portion of that movie, he is just a mysterious figure with very little interiority. We're kept at a uh, great distance from him pointedly so that we don't know what's going on inside of his head. Wanda feels that way to me, except whereas in Paris, Texas, inevitably we do learn about Travis's circumstances and and what's going on inside his head, and the movie becomes more conventional. That never really happens with Wanda. Mm -hmm. Wanda is like a negation. She's Mm -hmm. like barely a presence in her own movie, which to me is the most interesting aspect of this movie. Um, The fact that people project and impose upon her men from the outside, but she doesn't 
seem to have any agency within her own story or any sort of uh, driving will of of her own even. She's sort of just going, like you said, going with the flow Mm -hmm. and sort of exploited and abused by people who sort of take that willingness or that, that lack of ability to assert herself as, like... An excuse to hurt her, basically. Right. And she doesn't even see that. Doesn't appear to view that as like a net negative. It's like they're still giving her attention. They're still paying attention to her. They're still like, sort of like validating her being there, yeah. where she felt like a burden with her family. That's a good point. She felt like yeah. a negative force to her husband. I mean, this is a this. We're probably getting further into that than right. Than I mean, plot it's, it's essentially so a Stockholm syndrome thing. Yeah, particularly with Mr. Dennis. Yeah, um, Mr. Who, Dennis is. Can I just? Yeah, please. I'm sorry. He's a con man uh, who she meets when she stumbles into a bar, I believe, and thinks that he is uh, one of the bartenders. In fact, he's just there to rob it. Yeah, he's holding up the place. He's got the bartender with a towel stuffed in his mouth underneath. That was actually. Does she ever see the bartender? I don't think so. I I mean, I guess she probably figures out, but there is a. You know, she's she's asking him for a a drink. You know, hey, Mm -hmm. can you give me something to drink? Can I go use the bathroom? He's obviously worried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like a single shot of just this dude tied up on the ground with a rag in his mouth mouth you know um and that's kind of the only shot you yeah, see yeah, of that yeah she it's actually, very understated it's actually a, 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 i think that scene was actually it's pretty an, good it's an excellent scene. i do like yeah. it yeah that she meets she meets him first with him it feels like she hits it off they it's like a weird meet cute yeah only he's not like not paying attention to her almost at all because he's too focused on right yeah. getting and he's like money. almost feral throughout yeah. this movie he's, like, he's his eyes are always darting around he's, he's never like washed. taking some kind of drug He's yeah, he's clearly addicted to something. Pills. Yeah. yeah, who's that actor? I can't remember. Uh, his name is Michael Higgins. Michael Higgins, that was it. Who does a very good job? Yeah, uh, he looks familiar, but I can't remember what I've seen him in or if I've seen him. From, yeah, from what I can tell, nothing. I mean, I went through the guys, or at least I haven't. I mean, the guy does have a you know fairly long um, kind of list of acting credits, but. Um, Nothing where he's really standing out. I mean, nothing that I've really seen. Certainly, movies I've heard of. He's actor playing man with nosebleed in Synecdoche, New York. Yeah, yep. he's in Ooh, that movie's incredible. Yeah. Oh, uh, he, the conversation. I thought he was in. Actually, uh, he's Paul in the conversation. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Michael Higgins and Barbara Loden were the only two. I said that already, I guess, but yeah. uh, actors. And most of their scenes were improvised, it turns out, or at least the dialogue in them. Yeah, you can tell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no, I mean, you're right. That's... I, you, you were talking about Paris, Texas. Have you guys seen Buffalo 66, Vincent Gallo? No, I haven't. Very similar to this. Oh, really? Wait, in terms did of you like, just call? What? Buffalo 66, Vincent Gallo. Oh, I thought you said... Um, yeah, it's kind of uh, Vincent Gallo, who wrote and directed that movie... He's not really a thief in it, but he's kind of just this like vagabond type character, and he kind of takes this woman with her, and she's very similar to Barbara Loden's character. The chemistry reminded me of that a lot. But, sure, um, um, that movie is incredible. We, I hope the trial on plays that. It's cool. Point. Yeah, uh, but like to to sort of get back onto the the plot where you were saying oh. like um, yeah. she and um, Mr. Dennis Norman Dennis, this uh, robber, sort of like. Uh, another character who's sort of on the margins of society and sort of like like on his last resort, they fall in together kind of where she just sort of starts following him around and he is abusive to her. He hits her early mm-hmm. on, which is actually like I know that this was the point of the movie, but like Mr. Dennis, Norman Dennis is like – 
by far the most explored character in the movie, right? He, he is extremely repulsive as well. He is every aspect like, of him. Yeah, right. Like I hated watching him on the on the screen. He's like, never I, redeemed. I did at all, not. Yeah. Which is again, like I get that that was the point, but it made it really hard to watch. It's just like he hits Wanda early on, and like from he's not a, he's he's like sexually and emotionally abusive to her throughout mm-hmm. the film, and it it just like sucks. It just sucks yeah. to watch this happen to this woman. He's which very one dimensional to me. I thought. Yeah, he was also. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Sorry. Um, he He's going on this sort of crime spree, and he seems to be... Um, this is not delved into too much, but he seems to be sort of getting off on getting away with it, mm-hmm. um, where, like, he and he... The one time he smiles is when he's having Barbara... Barbara. Wanda read the uh, newspaper that is... Um, the clipping about their... Yeah. About their, yeah. their crime spree, which is interesting because it's sort of like a take on Bonnie and Clyde, like mm-hmm. a really like sad, subversive One take side, on yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. But but basically, anyway, Wanda ends up falling in with this this robber, this bank robber, and they, they end up, in broad strokes, like they create a plan or he has a plan to rob a bank. She ends up kind of helping him, uh, but... She ends up being away from the bank when he is arrested and shot to death because he, he won't surrender. And so it's it sort of like, but most of the movie is like a road movie, right? Mm-hmm. Following these two characters. Yeah, and it, it's, I mean, so obviously a lot of bad things happen to Wanda, but I, I found myself just kind of dreading kind of the moment-to-moment stuff that happens, you know, when they're just driving. Yeah. And, yet, you know, there, there's she's robbed, she's sexually assaulted, all of these pretty terrible things happen. But even like the... The just them sitting together in the car. I just felt this kind of overwhelming it's sense repulsive. of it's yeah, gross, just yeah. unease. You know what I mean? Which is it's hard to sit through this movie. Yeah, I mean it's really it's, hard to watch it's it. Pointed right? Like I think that's intentional. Absolutely. Oh, um, yeah. it, it's a, it wants you to experience how yeah. like hellish the day to day, moment to moment existence of Wanda's life was, and how that can happen to a human being. I think it's it's also amazing how. And it does this through shooting, uh, rather the um, territorial style and the cinematography, such as it is. It really does that, uh, like you said, puts you in that experience. Specifically, I'm thinking of the shot um, where they're going by, going through tugging on car doors to see which ones are unlocked. Mm. And I didn't realize this until he gets to the car, but the cameraman was actually inside of one of those cars shooting from like inside oh, of the car that he comes into and it's just very good at like there are a lot of great there. shots like that yeah. i think that this is this was filmed on location in scranton and a couple really? of other places in pennsylvania the electric city and the <laughs> the the placeness of this movie is really cool mm-hmm. and important uh, it's, where it's like a it's a working class coal community and it looks soot uh, stained yeah. everywhere. Everything's um, dirty, even like the most like right. even the, everybody's best Sunday their clothes linens. Yeah. and their houses, and it's um, there's there's definitely like a a class message here. I it's, think there's something to be said for how it does all that to like trying to imagine what what Barbara's life. Or, I know. Wanda, I keep doing it. Yeah. Too. I it's, mean, she said it's that. It's a very authorial movie. And she said it was semi autobiographical, mm-hmm. which fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, Elia Kazan was probably yeah. not a great dude. Probably not. I don't know much about him. I, I don't should, know. But, but it's, it's also telling. He's a narc. He's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. It's he telling uh, that. Didn't have to bartend. Like, the way that her life is shown after she meets Norman Dennis, this horrible person who does horrible things to, to you know, innocent people. Uh, is like she flows into it so easily. Like there is, she's just not there, right? Yeah. I mean, what she's... is what is the point at which she 
like for you guys, when do you think that she noticed like he's a con man? Because like originally she thought he was a bartender. I don't think she ever realized that he wasn't the bartender until like oh I think he sends her out for burgers. By the time that they are eating spaghetti in that diner mm-hmm. right after the I think she knows by that point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wasn't the paper? That's when she really caught on when the paper came out. Sure. Yeah. There's something about the bartender in that paper. I thought right. Yeah. There yeah. was there was one moment where he had been looking through her wallet. To uh-huh. figure out who she is, and he sees the pictures of her kids and stuff, and yeah. he throws it in the garbage, mm. and then tells her to pull off the onions from his burger yeah. and stuff. And she's like, "Why is my wallet in here?" Yeah, yeah. and like, and that's a that that's a good like, characterization too. A lot like, of red flags by this time. There's like just like he just does the most, like Aaron was saying too, the most mundane shitty things to her too. We're just like he he sees her talking to. Well, this isn't mundane, but the first time he hits her. He sees her talking to somebody out on the curb after he sends her out for burgers, yeah. and he thinks that she's going to, like, turn him in, so she hits him. But then, like, he wanted this burger with no toppings on it. and No bullshit. It had no garbage. No garbage. Uh, I couldn't figure out if he was saying no cabbage or no garbage. <laughs> so What's like, the difference, right? Burgers in Pennsylvania. Um, it sounds like no cabbage. I like cabbage, uh, not on a burger. On a, but yeah. in general, a cabbage is fine. Yeah, cabbage and, uh, and corned beef. Man, fuck cabbage. Sorry, hey, fuck you, buddy. What? <laughs> Let's Whoa. go. Uncalled for. I'm just making enemies, man. Eli Kazan, cabbage. Eli Kazan. What else is there? Yeah. Me against the world. Except for Nobuhiku Obayashi. He's that not guy, my That enemy. guy's all right. He's okay. Uh, a little weird. See, uh, I think you guys are talking about how it's very moment to moment and how you didn't like that. And that that's kind of why I wanted to like this movie, as I love movies that are just like, and then Maparossi is the same, where it really is just in, uh, living in that world and that atmosphere mm-hmm. without any sort of plot or high drama stuff going on, where you're just observing the characters fly in the wall, cinema verite. Like, that's what I want in this movie, and it is that, but, and I think you said this after the movies, you felt it was so understated that it didn't actually It barely anything. stated. And that was uh, how I felt, where I was like, I don't feel anything for the the themes of this movie or the characters yeah i don't know i mean i think it says something right and it's like it's like a blues song almost where it's just hitting you it's just like man this just this is just a thing to experience yeah what well no i was i was gonna say have you not to sorry not to compare this to another movie um, i know we've done that a little bit (laughs) no this this movie certainly does kind of stand on its own but um have you seen has anybody seen uh fellini's uh knights of cabiria I have not. I haven't either. One, an an amazing movie. Very similar to this, but also, um, you know, one of the best movies ever made, I would say. And it's very similar. It's about a a prostitute who is kind of down on her luck, has nowhere to go, nothing to eat. Um, And kind of the ultimate message, I guess, spoiler alert, of that movie is very uplifting at the end. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm missing kind of all of the physical needs that I have in this world. But you know what? I can still smile. I can still move on. Hmm. At least I have life. Sure. Um, and this movie is so not sort that. Sort of a right? subversion yeah. of that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's none of that. It's it's. She ends up, you know, at the start of this movie, this, you know, is a movie about her going through this kind of uh, emotional crisis. But this is also a movie about her relying upon the men in her life for basic physical necessities, right? Uh, food, a place to stay, water. She doesn't have any money. Um, and she starts off the movie with a place to stay, um, but she's obviously in a bad spot. She's, you know, going through a divorce. Um, and then for most of the movie, she is relying upon the men in her life for kind of sustenance. And at the end of the movie, um, you know, nothing's better, but at least she does have a place to stay. She does have food. I mean, yeah. the ending shot is... it. 
very yeah. pointedly her just kind of eating a hot dog and there was that she is sad about taken it. into a brothel when a woman notices which i think this is important too right like throughout the movie she responds very positively to people giving her like the most basic positive attention which is why we said like stockholm syndrome like she hangs yep. with dennis as long as she does, in part because she doesn't have anywhere else to go and because she's just there. But also, like, she responds very positively to, like, the one or two times when he's kind to her, when he shows her, like, basic human kindness. Yeah. At one point, like, they hold up – the way they get into the bank is they hold up uh, one of the tellers or, like, the manager in his home. They, like, kidnap him from his home and force him to work. And at one point, there's a scuffle where the manager takes – Dennis's gun and Wanda steps in and shows agency for like the first time in the movie and wrestles the gun back and so she's the reason why the plan comes through and then afterwards uh, Dennis is like good job yeah basically yeah. that's it that's it's it like, there's not and, a, and she's so happy about she's it. so happy about it it fucking sucks it it's really sucks brutal yeah. um, and then at the end though um, when she is you know she's taken into a brothel the last scene is her hanging out with five or six people you know maybe Women. one other yeah one or two other sex workers and then a few men um, and but, then she has a beer, she yeah. has a hot dog, and she just looks so apathetic about it. Right. I mean, just the and blankest look on but her it, face. It's, it's, I think it's important that she's there because this is like – so basically what happens is right after Dennis is arrested to sort of go through the final beats of the movie, I guess. Um, sure. She goes to a bar. There's like a Marine or like a Merchant Marine or somebody in a military yeah. uniform who – and this, it sort of like restates the whole content and themes of the movie up to this point because he just talks at her. They're in a booth together, and she literally doesn't say anything to him. Part of it is that she is, you know, the there's a TV on, and it's playing kind of the newscast yeah. of mm. the, the robbery. And yes, the, footage the, of his dead Mr. body. Dennis, yeah. the, the ro- Which was ancient robber killed today. Another, like, almost, like, this is a weird this is a weird reference to make, and apologies, but, like, it reminded me of a Louis episode in a way where, like, the newscast was so pointedly over the top where it was like, you are now looking at footage of his dead body. And it's yeah, like he's it. bleeding he just... from, like, bullet holes. And it's like, that wouldn't fucking be on TV, guys. <laughs> yeah. But, like, 1970, it, I don't know. It Everything almost, is so realistic. <laughs> well, and point. it's just like that That just wouldn't be a thing that would be footage on. on but anyway, uh, it, to the point where it was like, it was almost like, oh, the, in, a, in a Louis similar way. I don't think like, news footage in any movie is realistic. The world is conspiring against yeah. you to show you the worst possible shit, like, right? Like, she's in her own personal hell. Mm-hmm. But uh, so she's traumatized, and this this Marine is, like, talking at her, and eventually he, like, puts her in his Corvette and takes her out to, like, this coal plant and tries to rape her, basically. Like, ostensibly he is picking her up, right? But, like, she clearly is not in a state where she wants it. And so she fights him off, showing agency for the second time in the movie, and runs into the woods and literally just ends up at this brothel, I believe. Am I missing anything? Uh, I think she, yeah, runs through the woods. She trips and falls. It's kind and of late at night, and she just kind of ends up yeah. standing outside. But she just ends up there, the right? Yeah. And this, this woman is just on her way out taking out the garbage or something, and she just notices Wanda, which, like, up to this point is not, like, something we were prepared for because Wanda is usually just this, this oh. like... Yeah, I want to say that's the second interaction she has with another woman in the film, the other one being her sister. Yeah, and she's just like, hey, honey, do you need anything? And, like, yeah. it, it feels great. Like, it, it feels okay uh, to us because, like, wow, somebody's actually treating Wanda like a human being for once. So, um, something else I'm just going to interject uh, with regards to people noticing or not noticing Wanda and sort of, like, how she's viewing herself through the lens of others kind of thing. Early in the film, once she meets 
Dennis, there's that newspaper clipping that describes him and her, right? Both of them as right. a duo. And then after the bank robbery, they're like, this guy. Yeah, the news clip. No, no mention, mention of her, of her Even at all. though she, she was with she Dennis was when they broke into the house. She was instrumental. She, she was, was the stopped, reason why it happened. She was stopped by a cop for Christ's Which sake. Which is, yeah, that's a, a that's a really great point because, like, Barbara is, or Jesus, uh-huh. Wanda <laughs> is like, she's almost a ghost in this movie. She's like a negated presence. Yeah, totally. yeah. Which is like pointed, right? Like mm-hmm. this is a, a movie about how society and pa- the patriarchy can literally erase a woman from existence yeah. by like only ever seeing her as an object to be possessed or abused or sort of disavowed or uh, cast aside. Um, so this is a this is a woman about this is a movie about a woman whose whose sort of societal presence is taken from her stage by stage until she almost becomes a specter in her own story. She like ceases to be because yep. she doesn't have any sort of existential pillars yeah. to hold up her persona. It is, that is super interesting and that's like a, it, I think that's probably maybe why this movie is so iconic for the independent film scene and it's it's strays from what Cassavetes was doing and whatever similar artists were doing at the and time. And it, it's a it's a movie by women yeah. for women. Yeah, it's a very um, feminist. Which is cool. Um, which, which is, which cool. is why God. I want to like it so much yeah. more, and it just didn't do anything for me on a very, on, like, on just how I responded to it emotionally. Maybe because it's, I'm a man. It, it definitely, Maybe. like, I was gonna just as a disclaimer again, we're four white guys. Like, sure. This is a movie yeah. by a woman about a woman for women. I think I am maybe talking myself into liking this movie I, a little I, more. I like it a lot just more a than I bit. did when I watched it. Yeah. I'm thinking about a scene that I really liked. Is it the movie theater? It's not the movie. Oh. Did you really like the movie theater scene? Movie theater scene was where amazing. Got, where she got robbed? Yeah, Ave Maria is singing over her. Okay, that you know, was... Basically slumped over. That was nice. That was nice. Can I explain? It, can I go through the nose? It's a little... Yeah, it's a little on the nose, but it's... Okay, one, there is a very similar scene, if I'm remembering correctly, in Knights of Kabiria, to the point where now I'm talking myself into thinking that definitely a lot of this movie is sure, referencing... Sure, I'm it. sure you're right. Hey, see that... Say, see Knights of Kabiria. It's a very good movie. Um, yeah. But... Uh, I mean, yeah. Fellini. Fellini is a pretty important director. Yeah, Kenzo. that guy, you know... <laughs> More people are talking about him every day, you know. Um, but <laughs> he's getting traction. Yeah, I like Kevin Smith more. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it. Really Welcome like to the Kevin Smith cast. <laughs> what would you call it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel there, like that was a reference to an older. There you go. No, but there is a scene in this that I guess Jason doesn't like as much. But there is a scene where good. she, um, well, she doesn't have much money. She before she getting the film before she, she meets Dennis. Yeah, she borrows maybe twenty five bucks from like the only friend she has left, and the friend is like, "Yeah, okay, I'll give you what this is all I can give you." And that's she, another. That's a pretty weird scene, but it's anyway, a pretty weird go scene. Ahead. Um, but she so she comes across this movie theater, and it's playing a lot of like foreign films. And she, I guess, just has nowhere to go, so she just goes into the theater. She's a little interested. And I think there's this really wonderful shot of... And it's the only movie theater scene I've ever watched that's shot like this. You know, usually when you see a theater, you see kind of the iconic, you know, backs of everybody kind of facing the screen. Maybe you get a shot of, uh, you know, the crowd watching, you know, us, the audience. That's kind of the iconic uh, way to shoot that. But it's literally a close-up of just her back watching the screen from kind of like a, a low angle so that the screen is right at the top and there is this this opera singer singing Ave Maria like directly over her. It's like basically yeah. to her. Yeah. Ba- basically, but not even like that. I mean that's the way you shoot a movie theater. This is so oh, personal. This is yeah. so up close. And yeah, it's like the, it is a really good shot. And yeah, it's, it's one of the most lingering shots in the movie. And it's like uh, other the, than the walk. It's like her funeral essentially. It's oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, I mean that's Ave Maria, right? It's the sure. Song of I didn't funerals. think of that, but that's a good point. Death. 
Um, I really mean, like that scene. And then getting robbed right at the end of that scene. She yeah, fell asleep she during the movie. It's did she nothing. get robbed or did she just lose her wallet? Like I don't. No, she I, got the wallet back. Yeah, they. She fell asleep. Uh, and somebody had taken her purse and rifled through it and found her wallet and rifled through it and took the cash out of the wallet. Okay, and then left and it that, over. And that's what that seemed, which, like, it was, I don't know. This, I'm sure this was, but, like, it was a Hispanic theater, and so it kind of sucks that, like, there was, like, there was the only minority presence in the movie was, like, somebody that, but, I mean, I guess that fits in with, like, the fact that everyone in this movie abuses and hurts Wanda. So, like, it's not, like, white men come off well in this, but it, it was weird to me that, like... No, they don't come off yeah. well at all. <laughs> not painted with the softest of brushes. But, no, that is a very good scene in the in the movie so, theater. Yeah, what were this, What was the scene that you were talking about? I, oh, I cut uh, you off and went on an excursion for... Well, before, before we leave the theater scene, um, it's kind of... For me, for me, that was a big turning point. Maybe, like, the biggest, like, left turn in the movie was if she hadn't had that what, 25 bucks stolen or whatever? She might not have used it to the most auspicious no, ends. No, man. But she, if, no, she, nothing was going to go well for her, But at I the don't same think. time, you can't help but wonder, like, would she have been able to get, like, a bed for the night or something? Would she have had to fall in with Norman Dennis? Would she have still ended up at that bar, for example? Maybe you're saying that's sort of the tragedy, is that... For if me, any, that was butterflies' wings flapping been different. on one end of the plane. Right. Because sure. yeah, she was, she <laughs> was just, certain effects into motion. She was just exhausted and fell asleep in a public space, you know, like... Yeah. Anyway, so um, go ahead. I was just going to talk about the next scene, but if there's anything you want to uh, talk well, about, well, I mean, like I, I guess, like I also had a favorite scene, uh, which was different from that movie theater scene. Punk. Uh, <laughs> no, the movie theater scene is great. I, I hadn't thought of the the funeral aspect, but I think that's a really astute point. But uh, the the scene I really liked is when they meet Dennis's dad. I didn't like the part where he actually talks to his dad, where like they go to a church. It's like a weird sort of like showy it's tourist like church. Yeah. Uh, it's like on a hill. It's got yeah. catacombs. And there's a catacomb, and that was my favorite scene, I think, is okay. when Barbara, well, he's talking to his dad, whom he meets after a church service, I believe, and he's trying to get his dad to take some money from him. His dad refuses because he, he got that money from illegitimate means. Uh, he's trying to tell his dad, like, oh, I'm going to get a good job, and then I'll take care of you. Which is like it they're trying to humanize Dennis, kind of, but like well while this is happening, uh Wanda goes down into these catacombs and she's receiving this tour from a religious figure about the catacombs, and like that hit me in like a weird a serious man way, <laughs> where it was like like sort of piggybacking off of the class, it's like this is a movie about like desperate sad people and how their institutions fail them in a really interesting way she's like down there and sort of like ave maria right it's like they're like look at this this like this religion is supposed to be giving you this sort of guiding moral compass this this sort of idea about how to move through life uh meaningfully and how to uh live properly and how it like is so dramatically miscalibrated spe- for their environment. Oh my god, specifically when they're going through and he's like, if you see the ones with the square arches, it's just, you know, people, but if you see one of the ones with the vaulted arches, that is a martyr. The term of a martyr, which and of course is somebody who was murdered for their faith. Which like that's a little on the nose. Right. It was super I, on the nose. Yeah. Definitely uh, consistent. But but like th- I really liked that scene. And like they do a, some really cool things with 
um, the lighting in both the theater scene and the catacomb yeah, scene sure. where the movie's just dark. Like, it's just hard to see things at times. Yeah. Uh, and hear things. And hear things, yeah. Well, and that's in part, I think, uh, Barbara Loden's performance, too. Like, she oh. mutters and whispers yeah, a lot of things, which makes sense because, like, she she barely has anything to say and she doesn't really want to be heard sure. and she doesn't really want to be ex- extant. I could hear everything uh, he said. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. That guy sucked. The one scene I really didn't like was when I think they were shooting birds, or they were watching two guys shoot birds, and they were over in the countryside. Really? And it was a beautifully shot scene. It just, what did you guys take away from that scene? It what, were they, are you talking about the model plane scene? Were they shooting birds? I don't remember. Maybe I'm they, were, they were playing with an RC plane. Yeah. Is that what it was? Oh, okay. Which actually thought, was my favorite scene. Was oh, really? Yeah, but I don't yeah. know why. No, oh, talk really. about why that was your favorite because scene. Because I feel like it was a moment when they could have done a lot to develop characters, and they did have some important dialogue there about, uh, again, the sound design is really pretty poor in this movie. Yeah. But she was talking about like not wanting anything, not having anything. And he's like, if, right. you don't, if you don't have anything and you don't want anything, you're nothing. Like mm-hmm. You're not even a citizen of the United States of America, which, again – Really on the nose. Yeah. I was going to say, it just felt very, the script in that scene just felt very wandering and aimless to me. It was probably, it was probably improvised. I mean, they said that all of their scenes were. Because he just like, he, I was still trying to, and I guess it's my favorite scene because it made me think more than any other part of the movie. But like, why was he trying to get their attention? Why was he trying to get them to land? He was trying to stay off the radar. If, I, if what I perceived was right about that, he like stood on top of the car he and did, tried yeah. to wave him down. And he's like, hey, come right. over here, come over was here. Was just because he was drunk and being stupid? There's also like some really good comedic timing in that scene where like he at, – at one point they talk about like, hey, how come you don't do something about your hair? Your hair looks bad. And like, yeah, that sucks. Like that yeah. – it just fucking sucks, that guy. Um, but then they like go on and they talk more and they get a little bit deeper and it's like the only time they ever get deep, right? Where they're like – if you don't want anything, if you don't have anything, you're nothing. And she's like, I guess I'm nothing then. I, I guess I'm dead. I think she at one point yeah. says, I guess I'm already yeah, dead, yeah. which callbacks to the Ave Maria scene. That's great. Uh, but then, like, there's, like, a beat. Like, they pause, and you just hear the dumb RC plane that's like, the whole time. It, yeah. it's, and then there's, like, a beat, and he stops, and he looks back, and he goes, how come you don't do something about your hair? <laughs> and, like that was actually a pretty funny. Why like, you buy a hat? <laughs> there are like very rare funny parts of this, like in a really gallows humor sort of way. Yeah. Um, this like, movie, I think a lot of people were comparing it to Bonnie and Clyde when it came out, and Barbara Loden was so against that because she hated the traditional um, style of Bonnie and Clyde and traditional Hollywood well, storytelling. That goes back to what Harry was saying about it being like sort of a subversion of that. Yeah. Myth, right. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it felt like a lot to me, and you can see this a lot with contemporary indie, not Sundance films, but just indie films in general where it's like, oh, we're making a movie that's about you know, this aimless feeling of love or aimless relationships or whatever, and it's just two white people <laughs> in a field talking or, you know... It's, like I, Jim Jarmusch comes to mind, even though I love Jim Jarmusch, but he'll try to rip off him and rip off Cassavetes. And it felt like one of those movies, even though this is way back in the 70s and way before any of those shitty indie movies. But it felt like one of those movies to me where it just didn't feel like it was saying much. And it just it was trying to be punk rock and rebellious to that style just for the sake of uh, standing out, but didn't actually hmm. yeah. commit to I, what I wanted it to. I don't know. I I also had a complicated relationship, I guess, with this movie. I didn't love it. I didn't enjoy watching it certainly oh, but I, no. like i don't think you're supposed to necessarily enjoy watching it uh i think like if you enjoy watching this movie like 
just had a rip-roaring good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but I, no I good. think, like Aaron said, I'm maybe talking myself into liking it a bit. I, I definitely kind of find myself wanting to defend this movie. Right. Not that it needs to... Def- I mean, you know, this movie is but like, influential. But to, to push back, like, I really don't... Yeah. I don't think it's trying to be... Like, this is, a, this is like a bold... Like, a legitimately bold movie, right? Like, they don't... There are times when it's on the nose, but it never does the thing where... Like, there is no monologue at the end of this movie where Wanda mm. talks about her life and how she got here. It has no psycho there's, moment? <laughs> there's no 400 blows yeah. moment where he talks to the psychiatrist. That's the best scene in that movie. That's Don't one, you That's the worst scene in that movie. It almost <laughs> oh, ruins the entire I wasn't movie. here for the discussion on uh, that, but... Uh, I love that scene. We it's talked a, about this. Uh, okay, good. Okay, it's good. Yeah, no. It's it's nice. It's like if you didn't understand the movie, we're going to spell it out for you. It's so sweet <laughs> so of them to do that for you. How did you guys not come to blows during that uh, discussion? Four hundred blows, in fact. Okay. You know, you know <laughs> it was. It was. You didn't, have to, you didn't have to say it. It was understated. You know, <laughs> promoting our own episodes. That's great. Uh, but there is none of that, which is, yeah. I think. Uh, Admirable in this movie. You don't know anything about what happens really before this movie, other than what the husband says during you never the court see date, right? I mean, Wanda's the husband says, you know, you know, I, I'd come home and uh, the kids were out in the kids, yard just doing whatever they wanted. The house like so wouldn't meek. be clean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is like another. Yeah, that husband yeah. sucks, right? That super sucks. Yeah, I love that she scene, didn't do the wife that. stuff. I don't understand. Yeah. But it is, it is like that is definitely a commentary on like the man's role, the woman's role, where like sure. men feel like, oh, if I go to work and ha- like make the money, like that's that's my role, right? And like women are called upon to do everything else, and like yeah. that's a yeah. Yeah. So, but other other than other than I guess the husband's perspective on what Wanda was like before the film, you don't really get any hint of what her, that was. That, and yeah. Afterwards, too, you don't really. I mean, you can. I think you can kind of make a pretty good guess about where Wanda's going, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I. That movie is kind of cyclical in that nature, and it, yeah. it's sort of like like almost uh, an origin story, right? For like, how does a woman of the, last the Wanda resort cinematic get... universe really get set up in this film? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, it, it goes back to what I was saying about um, sort of like not having that solid grounding of hurt or best, and then you see her hurt or worst. You just see her hurt or worst, and she just muddles there, you know, constantly. Mm-hmm. Not not because she wants to or anything, but because she's used to it, because it's, like, what her life is. It's all that you're exposed to of Wanda is, like, her being in a bad way. Uh, and the first thing that I, like, I was watching this movie. I didn't watch it with you guys at the trial-on. I should probably say that. But I watched it at home what on YouTube. Hell, dude? It's got a really, really low-quality rip on YouTube. Yeah, what, I don't uh, know if it's. What was that? I don't even know if it was that. The sound quality on this film was so bad. I just couldn't hear it what was, they were it was saying. Probably worse on YouTube. I was watching it, it on Portuguese my phone subtitles. at night on YouTube, <laughs> and I couldn't understand what they were saying. Uh, yeah, we saw this on DCP, and I can't. I mean, I personally, I really wanted to see it on print, but I imagine it would have been so even hard to worse. Watch. Yeah, but that might have been the best way to watch it. Still, there were ads every fifteen minutes. I don't understand. <laughs> Actually, weirdly, no ads in this. Yeah. Uh, go. I mean, but that's that's one legitimate way to watch it. Um, yeah. But uh, YouTube compression. What I was, was not going to talk about. I was the just reminded of the David all. Lynch film, but they're watching a phone through your fucking iPhone. They're watching a movie through your fucking <laughs> no, iPhone. I agree with that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch you, films. At the you see, some guy was watching Dunkirk on his Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> posted it. Oh, that's the first, where we're at. The first thing I was going to ask about this movie was like, ratio. it was like, what, <laughs> what was, what, how did Wanda get here? I think was the first question I even like wrote down to myself, and that ended up not mattering at all. You know, it was not something that ever came back to, not something that they ever flashed back to. 
Um, Which I, again, really like. Yeah, like, no, it, it I came, don't know. It was frustrating at first for the first like half hour of the movie, and then I'm like, okay, that's not what this movie's you about. You don't know the specifics, but I think you can kind of tell that you, you can, can piece it together. The same stuff it, that happens yeah. during the movie, people were probably treating her the same yeah. before well, the right. movie. She's pretty clearly a person who, like, what little she does say about herself is resoundingly negative, right? Like, with the, probably I'm already dead. The bi- yeah, she says, I'm already dead. Uh, I'm already a demon. Because... Uh, <laughs> But she also says, like, the standout line, the line that's in the trailer, she says, I'm just no good. Like, she says that several times. Mm-hmm. So she's a person who struggles with deep, like... Was that an actual trailer, or was that cut by the Trilon? Uh, it was a trailer. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they don't cut trailers. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I, maybe they do, but I, they didn't cut that, that one. one. Really? It's I funny. Think so. it's no, funny. I mean, they, they, they cut trailers? What do you mean? I think so. I think that they maybe have made their own trailers. I don't know. I don't know the Trilon. No, those are actual trailers, I think. We don't know the Trilon. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't it, it's, fun, it's funny to recontextualize specifically the. I guess this trailer must have been the only marketing for this movie, at least just in the about last, like, yeah. 30 years, probably. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> there's that one shot where Norman Dennis is like telling her, You can do this, you can do this, and like shaking her around. And mm. when I saw the trailer, I was like, so Oh, bad. it's somebody in her life trying to like give her confidence, trying oh, to make yeah. her feel oh, better. Oh, yeah. But and then I watched the movie and I watched the trailer again and I'm like, Rob Shit. a bank with me. Yeah, he's yeah. coercing her into he's, robbing a bank. He's one step from slapping her upside the face to coerce her into watching into which into she already did. Bank. It's like the yeah, worst plan. Also, they have like almost no plan for robbing this bank. Like they're gonna, yeah. they break into this dude's house, puts and a fake bomb him, on his daughter, puts a fake bomb on their family, his which little. just sucks. And then like go to the bank, and they're just like, okay, fill up this bag, no and masks. he's alone. And yeah. so like. Just on the way out of the bank, he's just surrounded by like sixteen cops, yeah. and and it's just like, oh shit! I guess I didn't think this far. He's and then he gets shot to death by, by the, the alarm system. That's like the bank door must open at eight thirty, and it opens at like eight twenty three, and then somebody remotely is alerted. Right. So yeah, just the most head ass plan for robbing it's a totally bank. like a like a Grand Theft Auto. Like <laughs> I guess I'll just go grab this. Oh yeah, yeah. no, they're, you they found me. You can go stealth, or you can yeah. go. Well, loud. I mean, kind of like. Wanda, he is a man of last resort, right? Like, he is completely, like, on the margins and, and without sort of recourse. Uh, I think that maybe that's another interesting thing to glean from this, right? Where, like, when Wanda is without options, she disappears. When a man is without options, he hurts everyone around him. <laughs> and then <laughs> self-destructs. Uh, and self-destructs, but <laughs> it, while doing as much damage to right, right. innocent people as possible. Um and and well, like finding any sort of like instrument for his like animus that he can, where like <laughs> Wanda becomes this like instrument for him to take out his anxiety and hatred on. There's, uh, it's it's I think the last hotel that they're in, uh, but she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's crying. She's absolutely uncertain that she can do this. I think it's maybe shortly after she pukes a couple of times yeah. out of anxiety. And they're going through the plan and stuff. And uh, and there's that moment where he like grabs her by the shoulders and actually calls her by her name. Maybe for the first time in the call me by your name in the first time uh, in the in the maybe in the entire movie. <laughs> do you hear something? Uh, but and then he's just like he doesn't offer any words of encouragement. He's just like you got to do this. Like. He says, do this. maybe you've never done anything else in your life, but you're going to do yeah. this. Yeah. Like, that oh, one good, moment. What a where good dude. I oh, love that guy. I, I do love how committed that movie is to showing us, like, he's a terrible person. Yeah. Do not empathize with him. Empathizing with him means there's something wrong with you mm-hmm. kind of thing. 
It's it's a strong characterization. It's weird that that the talk with his dad. It seems like it was trying to make you empathize with him. I was gonna say, yeah, the movie but, does kind of have one redeeming scene from him, mm, right? But maybe maybe it's not redemptive so much as it's explanatory. I could yeah, I could see it sure. being like this is the internal logic to his character. Yeah, it, I guess without that's the being question, sympathetic, right? I do, suppose. does kind of explaining where he comes from give him and that sort of it does. Wanda's I why they, is Wanda not so given much, that? They right. do so much work to make him unsympathetic that I don't think that scene is meant to make him sympathetic. Well, it's overridden by by that dramatic irony of like, there's no way he's making it through this bank robbery, right? Right. Like, you know he's going to die. Yeah. You know he's not going to get honest. Oh, yeah, when, he's, when, he's, when he has the dude in the car and he has the gun, you know, drive me to the bank, and the guy just says to him, hey, you're, you're not going to get away with this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just very matter-of-factly. And then yeah. the cop is there, and he's like, it appears he's, we have a stick-up. His, his character is also an experienced bank robber, and I guess he just didn't know that, like, I, I, think, I think he was a spree robber. I don't know if he was Okay, more of just, like, a run-in. I think this out. was just his, his go. I this think was that his big he was job. Like at, this was his this final out. Yeah, like... They 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 sort of have intersecting narrative arcs, right? Where like both he and Wanda are on their last leg. Like her version of last leg is like this crisis and this just just the sort of like invalid wandering, and his last leg is just this spree, like this sort of like suicidal. I think he knows he's probably not gonna. Run. Oh, yeah. he knows it's not gonna. It work reads out. as but suicidal. That's who he is, yeah. right? He Flail- knows who he is. Flailing for most of the movie, he finds a little bit of an anchor in Wanda, whom he can like beat and thrash yeah. and yell at and which, impose upon until he dies. <laughs> which, like, maybe that's maybe that's why we didn't enjoy this movie because, like, it is, like, almost cartoonishly bleak, right? Like, it's, like, about as bleak as a movie can be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, like, just this side of just, like, watching, like, somebody getting hit over and over Yeah, and over I think there's again. value in mentioning that it probably has something of a content warning for people oh, who are yeah, sensitive we to, probably to those kinds of things. I'll, I'll make sure uh, that it's in a description yeah. of some kind, but like, for yeah, like in, definitely like, in retrospect. Especially violence against women mm-hmm. and sexual abuse and emotional abuse. Emotional, yeah. yeah, It no. is bleak, but I didn't feel uh, like I was... I didn't feel what I think the film wanted me to feel. I mean, a woman under the influence is as bleak as you can get to, but I felt so much pain and anger from her performance in that movie. And Wanda just felt too nothing, too bland to me. I, I hate saying that because, like, I think her performance was good on some level, or great on some level, but I still just didn't feel her. I didn't, you know, it sounded bad. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think that was pointed, I yeah. think, is, is probably. But, like, irrespective of whether you liked that or whether you responded to that, I think that it certainly was, in my opinion, um, intentional. Like, I, yeah. I don't think this was a movie where they were trying to make Wanda into a character to be studied. Mm, I think right. it was pointedly the opposite where mm-hmm. she was barely a presence because of I think I think she's also very clearly depressed. Right? Oh yeah, I for mean, sure. Very clearly. Yeah. And at a time before a lot of that maybe was really right. easy to be vocalized. I did especially by, yeah. you know, a person in her position. Yeah. yeah I I think Good point, yeah. I think that if the movie humanized her more, John, as you probably would have connected with a little better, it also risked like laying a lot of blame on her for mm-hmm. her condition. Whereas it's like we don't know what happened to her before, but we just assume she's been like beaten down to this point. Yeah, like it's thing. not her fault that she's where she is. It's that's what, people acting me, upon her. And this is completely subjective. It's just like how do you uh, get a point across, but also uh, have someone respond to it on an emotional level? And that's I don't know. It's really hard. There's certain films where I appreciate what they're trying to do, but I just mm-hmm. don't feel anything. And that's, that? if, it, if a movie doesn't make you feel anything, I don't have the care to watch it or even talk sure. about it like as time goes on uh what was the phrase you used harry in describing what it does what this movie does to uh to i was gonna call her barbara again wanda uh removal of not identity 
Agency? Mm, there's a longer inner, I term. Inner, uh, interiority? Interiority. Yeah. That's a good interiority. It's a that, great. Did you that read that a, somewhere? Or? Yeah, where'd oh, you get, you that, know, get that from, Harry? That's all Harry. Put it out, Harry. Okay, yeah. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> I mean, like, talking about a character's interiority is a thing. I didn't come up with that. I, okay, look, not, at this, look at this smart guy over yeah, here. I'm, I'm not well-versed in film criticism enough or or in character development. But it, it, that, that is a good – because you, you, you see who she is. You don't see, like, how yeah. she got to where she is. But you just see this empty shell of her. Yeah. She's like a negated presence in the movie in a really fascinating, Like a negative quantity. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's pretty much no soundtrack in the movie. There's also – no Either. soundtrack. I it's think all it, diegetic. It's only yeah. diegetic, right? I think that's true. Another I, cool no. word. Another uh, cool, no. really cool yeah, word. Yeah, because at the very end, I was going to say there's a song at the very end, but it's played in the bar. Right. Yeah. It's people yeah. are there are performers. Mm. I there is there's a uh, an uncredited person listed for doing music, but that might just be the performer at the end of the movie. Yeah. I don't. To be honest, I don't remember if there's music. I think there's not. Like there my intuition like is that there's not Ave Maria. anything. <laughs> yeah. There is Ave Maria. That's yeah. a good point. Ave Maria um, and some vaguely mariachi sounding. Music. I wonder how much this movie indicts the audience, um, or or how much it asks of us. Hmm. Sort of like because uh, John was saying that there's there's no characterization to latch on to, but like you said, there's sort of there's sort of a uh, um, appeal in that, right? It's sort of like, do you need that, or mm-hmm. like, do you want that, or like, how are we failing? people like this or or how are uh how how does something like this happen i guess you know what i mean there's mm-hmm. sort of a um and do you need to know somebody commentary. intimately to care right or yeah what are our obligations to people like this and, mm-hmm. and how do we stop i don't know um and i i don't know if it's a budget issue or not but it felt like the lack of filmmaking maybe either either experience or just like the constrictions of it kind of um I, th- I think that kind of did a disservice to having you latch on to anything. I don't know. Not just because it was cheap looking, but it just seems like it, it seems like there's a, l- a lot of lack of experience sure. in this film to me. Yeah, but. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny, Aaron. I, maybe with my own sort of like pig-headed like bullshit, I'm talking myself around. But like, this I think is I like, like this movie. This guys. is like an <laughs> anti-movie almost. Yeah. It like ah, sure. it, it, it like it's the. The thing it sets up, sort of by way of ex- or, uh, of expectation, is very different from what you get. Like it sets up a character study, right? And Wanda is like very pointedly not a character study. It's like this is a person who does not. Yeah, have, that's a good point. Is yeah. not something you can study. It's she's she's a person who is affected. Yeah. She's not a person who affects. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Man, she's just bludgeoned. I think the four hundred blows would be a very good name for this movie. <laughs> I keep thinking of I, we already mentioned this a couple times, but Mabarosi kind of has the same thing going where because she also feels nothing in that movie, but for some reason mm. you also latch on to that nothingness that she feels more. I, and think, I think it's I think it's the amount of control on that movie from a directing perspective. Well, she she has considerably more interiority than Wanda does. Yeah, I that's think. true. They frame the opening as she's a person who does not understand the sort of mystery of people and wants to like wants to hold the people she loves close and understand yeah. them and she is repeatedly foiled in that but anyway that's well yeah I was going to say Mabarosi is kind of one of the points that I brought up at the beginning Mabarosi is a film that she starts off perfectly fine and then she you know a There's train that. hits her right yeah. mm-hmm. husband true, I guess yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but, but 
you know, she <laughs> she is changed at the beginning of the film, and then you kind of see the effects of that. In this movie, it is kind of just a flat line all yeah. the way maybe through. That's what it is. Yeah, maybe. She's already dead. Sure. Me and her both. Wow. It's got dark. We're talking about inside. <laughs> yeah. Cowboy Bebop and Wanda. <laughs> Uh, do we have? Is that <laughs> brought this back? That's to nothing. That. That's nothing. <laughs> you think I always won't? <laughs> nice job, buddy. <laughs> uh, is that is that Wanda? Is that what we feel about Wanda? Well, Wanda's good. I think. I think I'm. <laughs> yeah, com- Wanda's I good. I'm, Wanda's I think good. I'm coming down on like, it. You're like, I don't like that movie. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah. like. It was tough to watch, yeah. and and like maybe I should reevaluate. Not it. a lot to latch onto, but I think now that I'm thinking about it more, like that might have been the point. It's got great intentions. Maybe I should see it in more than like 16p. <laughs> yeah, and I think Barbara Loden is a good actress, and I think yeah, that she's sure. a smart director. I I liked the way that this movie was directed, and mm-hmm. I think it's a fucking tragedy that she died when she did. Yeah, um, crazy. That it was edited. In a just her home. Yeah. Wait, how like old was she when she died? Forty-eight, I believe. Yeah, she died in nineteen eighty. What was the reason? Breast cancer. Shit. Yeah. Ellie Kazan, he died obviously, but I don't know when. I don't know he when. After. He died either. He was pretty old, right? He died ninety-four years old. Yeah. <laughs> he died in two thousand three. He died ninety-four years old. Two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, he was Greek. Yeah, he was Greek. Did you ever see America, America? No, nope. very Greek movie he made. It's pretty good. Great he's, monologue. He sucks though. He does suck. He's yeah. a fucking most Greek. He's a, yeah, he's a fucking cop, to... dude. Like he, yeah. he turned in people during the during the Red Scare. Red, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then bastard. he made a movie about how that was a good and heroic Ooh, thing for him to do. Uh, Obviously, mm. you can't put to that to like any of that on on his wife. Oh, I guess not. at the time. But also, I kept wanting to like really analyze this movie from like an economic perspective, and I kept going back to like, dude, her fucking husband at the time was a total fucking narc, dude. Like that dude sucked. <laughs> Great director, I guess. But uh, yeah, on the waterfront is an amazing like, movie. Yeah, sure. Marlon Brando's the best performance in like maybe cinema history that I know of Shit. in that movie. Uh, anyway, that's unrelated. I think that's Wanda, guys. Sure, that's, that's what Wanda. we felt. Thumbs yeah. up or thumbs down on Wanda? Mm. Thumbs. Would you give sad. it out of ten. Thumb. Thumb. <laughs> don't. Don't. You don't have to answer that. You don't have to rate. I think it's a. Down. I'll give it a six. seven five. It's imminently <laughs> worth <laughs> seeing. I, I don't yeah, want to give see, it a see Wanda. Yeah, I don't want to give it a rating. I think, I it's, think it is important to see from it is. The, the impact it had. If it did, it had an impact, yeah. And, and yeah, from a feminist perspective, it's very important in that regard. It's just a completely very, hopeless movie. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like American indie films, this is a very different one, but also in that vein. It so. was, I mean, it, it, it was reviewed very well these days. I don't know how it was reviewed when it came out. It was tiny. Um, it was selected for the Library of Congress, deemed aesthetically significant. Wow. Um, so that's a that's a high honor, of course. Um, it premiered at some overseas film oh, festival. Oh, did it? Venice, yeah, Venice was Film Festival, Venice? and it was awarded there too. It was lauded. It get, didn't get a huge American release, I guess, and it wasn't super well received at that point. But uh, the the trailer says that Wanda will break your heart straight up in the sort of yeah. sort of a melodramatic. They're not, but kidding. it does. They're not joking. This movie is heartbreaking, uh, and not not in like a. Weepy, like cinematic, sad. A it's star just, is born in theaters now. <laughs> yeah, it's. I not, mean, I found Marbarossi heartbreaking, right? But I, I also because of what like, she found it life changing. Yeah, yeah. And Barbara is not our Barbara. Jesus, Wanda <laughs> you is. Please stop. Is different in in that it is there is you know I I think that there's there's a lesson to be gleaned here, but it's it's a it's a 
tough one. Yep. Tough pill to swallow. It's hard. Be kinder to the women in your life, I guess. For fucking real. That's yeah, true. in general, always. Yeah. Like, don't be. Don't get don't them to the rob a bank worst. with you. Yeah. Just don't. Don't, don't expect <laughs> them to kind of guess at what burger toppings Fundamentally you want. Fundamentally change. Yeah. American culture so that it doesn't suck so much. Don't tell them they need to be wearing a hat to cover up their hair Ugly all the hair, time. Yeah. Let them wear curlers, man. Curlers are fine. If you want to wear that shit, wear Does that people shit. people wear curlers? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, people wear curlers more. Fuck if I know. Uh, all right. So that's that's Wanda. Um, thank you for listening to the try, to try Love. Uh, <laughs> please be kinder to the women in your life. <laughs> And uh, rearrange American culture so it doesn't suck. Watch so Wanda. Official and vote stance. November 6th. <laughs> also watch A Fish Called Wanda. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. I thought we were going to get through without mentioning Fuck. Fish Called Wanda. I like that movie. And. 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 <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. Sorry for. Cut it out. Just cut it out. Killing oh, Klein. Shitty.